Og fjerde dag i det, altså. Og så blev det blevet. Ja. <clears throat> She sells seashells by the seashore. <clears throat> Sex scene and song for a ruggy boy. Sex scene in a song for a ruggy boy. <clears throat> We good? Yeah. Yeah, after three weeks of hell, which mainly involved really, really false conversations with people whose death you would be laughing about, not laughing about, joking about, yeah. but taken quite lightly within 24 hours. We're back. Um, we're fatter, we're less happy, and our friendship is 100% yeah. damaged. Yeah, I think I'm messing. I generally don't yeah. like it as much. I think I've hit yeah. a point where I'm so willing to close the chapter yeah. with you. I just think your behavior is so appalling. Some of it I wouldn't even repeat onto this. Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. a fucking disgrace. And yeah. maybe one day we will talk about it on the show, but for now I'm going to leave it. Yeah. But seriously, um, yeah, yeah. Even though the fact that you were supporting the darts in a serious way, though you were serious when Chris Doby was playing, yeah, was, and yeah. you're serious because you think he might be related to you because he has the same second name, he has the same face, and kind of the same hip region. Yeah. He also has the same misogynistic approach towards life. The way he was laughing when Fallon Sherlock was beating him at one point, as if to say, "Oh, I can't believe I'm losing to a girl." It's darts. Why wouldn't you be losing to a girl? Just because mm. Barry Hearn made a few prostitutes walk you guys up to stage to give you some kind of appeal in order to make a pub sport in fucking Bradford in which fat guys with no consideration for their cardiovascular health or yeah, their family no. by the looks of things with their dietary habits no. um, just because he made that a thing doesn't mean you're actually better than women women could fully be as good as you at darts if your cousin played chess would you take pride? no no. so no. why are you taking pride in a guy who's not yeah, even your cousin playing darts? probably no. he does look very similar to me but you're saying that as if you're proud of it <laughs> you're the only guy I've ever met who would sit there and actually try say in order to prove a darts player is his cousin that he looks very similar to you get work done then <laughs> a lot of dudes listen to this will be changing their second name if they're related to no, a darts player no, no, no. Yeah. I don't even know a guy who'd like to relate to Phil Taylor and he's literally the Tiger Woods of darts it's it's horrendous <laughs> Are you, is anyone else actually watching darts in a serious way and not just to laugh at this It's like reality TV. It's the funniest thing no, I've ever seen. Fat men throwing metal objects. They just invented ways, but the, the, the game works and all. Like football, there's a goal, there's grass, there's lines. Yeah. They just decided you end on a double. In some competitions, you start on a double. It's just a random darts board. In Boozers in Texas, they treat the whole board differently and play yeah, it in a completely different game. way. It's a made-up sport. Mm. Yeah, it it's is, like yeah. going outside your back garden getting a tennis ball and throwing it at a certain point in the wall and then going do you have to hit that exact line to end you have to hit that exact line to start it's not real man yeah. and you're taking pride in that though for two or three weeks over Christmas you're openly supporting this guy and gutted when he got knocked out eventually know, genuinely upset yeah. like it was United getting knocked out to Benfica yeah that's something I'll have to look at why he was behaving like that and the weight gain and not just by you by me yeah. as well it's absolutely Absolute. humiliating I mean for you you can kind of get away with it a bit more because small and fat also sorry can I just say one thing before I go any further Marion Finucane yeah, and also Larry Gilgan yeah. <coughs> and that's that's come in today 
It is eerie yeah. what is happening to the figures in the Irish broadcasting scene. They are dropping like flies. And to be honest, Pat, it would make that lump yeah. on your bollocks seem a lot more serious. A lot more serious. Get it checked. Yeah. But what yeah. kind of hero are you? Yeah, obviously. Can't but what? You're just not going to lump in your bollocks checked? No, you should. It's cool. You think it's cool. So why aren't you getting it checked? Uh, fear. Yeah, that's great. But the fear just either continues yeah. or else it's something serious. Yeah, I know. Or else it's nothing. Mm. You can't just run away from the issue. No, can't. Fear. Fear. So you fear don't actually mind. acknowledge the role of doctors in society. I do. Because you don't want to know what I they're telling you. No, yeah, they might as well not be there for me. I might as <laughs> just live and die without a doctor's help or opinion. That's such a horrendous approach, well, it's man. Natural. It's not. It's not really it's natural because you're running away from the possibility of something been wrong with you physically. And to be honest, it's very easy to see then how it correlates to your mental viewpoint on how the world works, completely hiding from reality or logic, yeah. and just hoping everything works out. Yeah, probably. You're a mid twenties male, not getting something checked in his bollocks. If there's anyone out here in the medical game, could you please send us a pretty serious message to please try resonate to the co-host here that that doesn't wash, and he should attend some sort of general practitioner. Yeah. General practitioner, yeah, yeah, probably should, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the weight gain on both ends is absolutely appalling as I did say yours is a bit different because no one really cares as much about a small guy you're charming you're cute you're fat and small fat. you will offend nobody nobody dislikes you me with the extra piece of garbage I've been carrying around now for the last month and I'm talking at least 14 pounds put on out of nowhere I bought clothes and stuff I experimented with facial hair thinking yeah. that it actually meant something none of it matters I'm an overweight dude mm. so anything you say or do it does not matter man. you're overweight before yeah, you start ranting at us about social issues and sports learn how to control your consumption your ways, yeah. but I do refuse to excessively exercise because I do find it incredibly boring I think the mental benefits of like lifting weights are very overrated yeah. oh you feel good about yourself the serotonin levels increases endorphins go up no I just think it increases the number of times you dread things mm -hmm. in life ever finished a set of weights the next thing you're thinking about for the next two minutes is the next set it's just dread it's terrible weights do nothing and they're only really with this kind of body in terms of size and age the only effective way to really get in yeah. shape you can't just do cardio all no, the time or else you just become one of the scag looking mid 20 marathon runner former fatty guys it can't happen but I'm not just disappointed by how I look yeah it's more the knock on effect it's having on my life like because I'm tall and used to be in semi-moderate shape, I'm now tall and fat. No one wants to know you, man. Like, I wasn't getting into bars all over Christmas because they were just thinking, lout, yeah. taking up too much room, yeah. loud, don't like the look of you. Tall and fat guys don't tall have fat, a yeah. genre. No one wants to know no, you. As I said, small and fat, charming, tall and skinny. You're just so irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You most likely wore like one of those elongated beanies for four years and have a, a mental health issue due to the chronic acne you got in your mid-teens yeah. from one of those growth spurts. And you've just remained quiet and kind of introvert and within your own head. You don't bother anyone. You're the lanky guy. No one's ever had a problem with the lanky guy. Tall and moderate, yeah, perfection. They're yeah. the people you want to be. You're tall, you're in moderate shape, but then you got kind of small and moderate. Doesn't affect anyone. You probably work in a phone shop. You probably had a Blackberry in 2002. You're probably from somewhere in Middle Ireland. You, you're probably from Offaly and you show up and you play five-a-side and man-mark people on yeah. Tuesday nights in the rain yeah. even though you're 42. People who continue to play five-a-side when you've had your day in the sun, yeah. when you're no longer as good as you were at 18 or 19, you need to look at yourselves. It is not the same. 
shouting at people for not tracking back. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. But fat and tall, you're, you're room takers. Nobody wants to sit down beside you. And the, the, the really hard thing about it is if you're fat and tall, you used to be able to rely on the height to save you and allow you to eat whatever you want. So you're much less aware of your physical condition. Okay. It makes it much sadder. You've had much less time to acclimatize to the way you look. I think people can sense that you are unaware of, of how you're looking and they do know oh there's a tall fat guy who doesn't know he's fat uh, who, who thinks he's Vince Vaughn like when I was in Prague there recently the other day we were getting a bit rowdy yeah. in a bar and there was a group of four guys from Prague sitting across the way and they were singing in Czech so I started singing like Eurovision songs in a football chant format and just kind of patronising them, assuming they didn't really speak English. They'd sing back, then we'd sing back. It would get a bit more offensive, a bit more offensive. And eventually they were looking at me <laughs> and they go, the tall fat one. And one of them really, really dangerously, he offered me outside. I haven't been offered outside since I was around 15. And he stood over the table and he asked me to go outside for a fight. And... I had to pretend not to see him. He was literally beside me. Yeah. He was standing at the table and I had to engage in fake conversations with my mates, pretending to ignore the guy out of fear. And he knew, he knew there's a tall fat guy, there's a loud mouth who's after throwing on the weight, who you, because I used to be the master, pretend to be the hard man. Yeah. Okay. Many a peacemaker got cracked in the face by me. Yeah. Many a yeah. small guy on the side who was doing nothing wrong got digged in the back of the head <laughs> by me in my teenage years so I could justify my fucking reputation as a semi-hard man I was the master of it but now if I was to get hit I could easily go into a seizure he if he took me out the front and he actually engaged me in physical activity there would have been a seizure do you know how often I cramp do you know how many times my legs begin to cramp now due to yeah. weight gain I'm a phenomenally unhealthy guy I'm uniquely unhealthy um, my diet over the last month and stuff I, my, my feet and, and hands are numb Every single morning when I wake up, I can't feel them. I have to rest them over the edge of the bed in order to get the blood to flow back to them. And what's also sad about being the tall fat guy who's thrown on the way out of nowhere is your delusion, even romantically. Do you know what I mean? Like, I still think that I'm attractive to the opposite sex, even mm. though quite clearly in the current weight I'm, at, I'm not. I still think I'm what I was when I was, when I was younger, when I was 21. But because you used to have it, it's yeah. all the much sadder because fat guys can acclimatize early. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah. they know, okay, get your fucking stifler's bird fantasies out of your head pretty early because you can't just be an absolute slob and expect yeah. anything yeah. else from the opposite sex. A lot of small guys have turned gay due to the <laughs> chats they've had with their guidance counsellor about excessive wanking and they've just decided that, listen, maybe heterosexuality isn't for me. I'm small, yeah. I'm struggling in, small. in the game of, of heterosexuality, so I'm, I'm going to be gay. But again, I'm not aware that I've lost the attraction. I'm not aware I'm carrying yeah. around that extra weight, but every single sign around me needlessly started on by the aggressive Czech guys. Never would happen to me four years ago. No, Women true. no longer looking at you in the same yeah. way and bouncers just not wanting you to be part of it. You're a room taker. Mm. Room you are taker. bad news. Taxi men don't trust you as much if you want to pop out to the ATM. No, because fuck. Fat, fat tall guys have a ter and, and they've a terrible reputation. Terrible reputation. Because terrible yeah. reputation. Yeah. yeah. Fat tall guys. Yeah, are no, a fucking disgrace. Yeah. Because you were viewed as you genetically were given the opportunity not to put on weight easy. No. You are tall. There's so much room for it to spread. You don't have to exercise as much in order to stay in shape. Yeah. And if you have wide shoulders and stuff, you were given this and you've decided to butcher it. 
So people, if I rediscover like anything in, in 2020, I just hope it's a cheekbone. If I can yeah. see a cheekbone in 2020, it will be a good year. It's terrible. I mastered the art of it though. Fighting the small guy, picking on the guy who never wanted a fight, throwing them over tables, out of nowhere, yeah. guy who wasn't involved. It's pathetic, really. But everyone does it. Even boxers do. You can only ever start on someone you know you're beating. Those guys used to get in fights with people, and it was 50-50. Yeah. What are yeah. they even made of? What are yeah. you even talking yeah. about? And that's how society works. You always only start on a guy who you know you can win. That's why so many small men beat their women. Is it? If you look at most domestic violence cases, yeah. it's small man syndrome. It's an over-aggressive, quick-with-the-hands, small little man. It dates back to the fucking 20s yeah. in war-torn Ireland. It dates back to the 1800s in the famine. It dates back to Angela's Ashes. <laughs> it dates back to the Catholic Church. Those priests, those hitters, were little small men walking in with belts, beating the shit out of kids and their women. And then, in turn, you probably get violent mothers who decide to beat their kids, because who the fuck can they turn out of? Those violent mothers were one of the worst genre of people I've ever seen. You go around Terrible. to someone and say, if we have kids, will they even believe it? Will people even believe that we used to go around to mate's gaffs on Wednesday and their mothers would recreationally threaten them with a wooden spoon? Like, imagine that, Mick, do you want to come over on Wednesday and see my L1 physically abuse me? Do you know how many, how many times I went to people's gaffs and they literally were getting into yeah, a table, yeah. ladders, chairs match with their mother? I remember one guy literally fought his own for the Intercontinental title when I was in his gaff. They'd ask you over, and this same woman would constantly hit him all the time. Why are you having me over? Just giving him fucking false notions about how he could grow hair on his chest. Yeah. If you don't finish that McDonald's, you never have hair on your chest. Fast forward eight years, and a hairless Adam is bringing his fucking cousin to the Debs because he's 14 stone. <laughs> One of the only ways I can deal with it due to my hatred exercises is quitting fries. I'm uh, supposed to consume 912,000 calories a year and fries alone give me 78,000. I've calculated that 78,000 three times a week. They're on average 500. Yeah. That's 8.5% of my annual calories from exactly. food are coming through French fries. So if I quit them, I will lose 8.5% of my food calorie intake and therefore yeah. probably drop at least 9 to 10 pounds without doing anything. It's obviously... Um, and I'm not just quitting fries I'm quitting eggs as well I'm eggs. quitting the eggs just not weight wise but just because they represent absolutely everything wrong with the last decade and absolutely yeah. everything wrong with modern society since when is eating an egg fucking fascinating whether it's poached boiled fried who gives a shit they've been around apparently since 7500 BC <laughs> for recreational human eating use they come out of a chicken's arse a chicken's literal hole. And these yoga instructors, which, by the way, don't let anyone tell you yoga isn't just fucking stretching. It's good. I get it. If the old person wants to do it, they want to yeah. stretch. Don't come to me and start talking to me about the benefits of yoga as if it's some kind of magical no. fucking therapy. It's a millennial invention. Yeah. Yes, people used to do it for years and they practiced it. Ryan Giggs did it. It elongated his yeah. career. It has its benefits. It, it keeps your muscles fresh. But the fucking spiritual element. I went to a class, you're lying down staring at the roof, and this masked pervert, basically, which is a male yoga instructor, he's going around touching women's arses and hips for half an hour, and he walks by me and just gives me a dirty look as if to say, get out of here, I don't want fucking evidence of this. And he's like, okay, just switch off, stare at the roof, and shut off your brain. Shut off your brain and imagine you're in the ocean, imagine you're floating. He's like, no, what are you talking about? This is just ridiculous, man. We just did a stretching session. I don't think Giggsy at the end was no, doing the thing where he's floating on a boat. I appreciate how my hamstrings felt. 
I appreciated how my quads felt. Don't start and taking me into your sexual weird world, you fucking pervert. We've lost our ability to rate anything fairly. Just social media and the rise of group think and group yeah. overrating just completely made us lose our awareness of what is impressive and what isn't. Yoga, eggs and hikes. Who gives a shit? Taking a picture of your hike. Did you build the mountain? They've been there for years. Why are we talking about this? Should we not be moving on with new things and celebrating yeah. what is new and what's unique about it? You're hiking. Everyone's been hiking for years. For years. During the famine in Ireland, but everything's in the shit. Yeah. People don't have potatoes. People have nothing. You were able to go. Are you on yolks? You just looked at me like you're on yolks, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate when people are on yolks. Look at me. People during the famine were climbing the sugar loaf and going yeah. home and dying. Or were they? Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? It, it was there. They were still the odd time recreationally going for a toss up the sugar loaf. Yeah. Going for a stroll. And they're walking from like Cork to Dublin. Yeah. Like that, like Do you know what I mean? It's just hiking. Get over it. Leicester won the league and we don't talk about it. No. Leicester City won the league. Why is anyone doing anything other than talking about it? I used to tell people at the time, when they were saying, will Leicester win? And I go, it's about as likely as America needlessly invading Ireland, making up something. And it was. Yeah. If you told me in 2015, US troops will land on the coast of Galway and take it seriously with tanks and shit and rape your men, women and children. I would have said it's more likely than Leicester win the league and we've just moved on. No one cares anymore. We've just moved on because there's no personal thing you can get from it. There's nothing we can attach to it to make us fit in. There's only so many images you can put up with Jamie Vardy having a party Mm. and chatting shit and getting banged. There's only so much benefit it brings to a human. So we now only overrate things that can personally benefit us. So let's not talk about Leicester win the league. Let's talk about my poached egg Mm. on toast. Your poached egg. You're, you're dropping. You're, you're dropping basically a chicken shite yeah. into hot water. Yeah. This whole last decade, absolutely atrocious. A fairy tale in New York been taken off the air while Wolf of Wall Street still shown. I was watching that film the other day. It's the most disgraceful thing ever, but we don't talk about it because it became an internet sensation. It's a complete lie. Your man Jordan Belfort was unbelievably unconfident. Watch his speech on YouTube uh, and they yeah. compare it to Leonardo DiCaprio's speech in the film. No one's listening. The mic is squeaking. People are talking over him at the fucking Stretton Oakman Christmas party. It's all a lie and it is so misogynistic and it is such an exaggeration. They they were getting blowjobs and lifts and stuff. That wasn't happening. Why would all these women just happen to be habitual whores shaving their heads while riding them in the jacks? It yeah, wasn't a brothel. Yeah. It, was an, it was an office. And it's just a complete lie. And Margot Robbie and Leonardo DiCaprio, these people who probably lean towards the left of things, represented these characters yeah. in film. They should be ashamed of themselves, but we don't talk about that. Because we're told not to talk, but we'd rather get Kevin Hart off the stage for saying a few tweets 10 years ago about gays. There's people having to go with Gervais for the thing in the Golden Globes. There's actually people yeah, claiming yeah. that he's right wing now. He's completely taken the piss out of the whole notion of the offended yeah. and the making up offence. If you were genuinely offended, it would be respectful if it made any sense. But we've never been more verbal about the objectification of women, yet we are in the most self-objectifying era of all time. Not many women go on holidays anymore unless they can do a full-on photo shoot of their arse. Yeah. If, unless they can show you their arse on the beach. It's not even anymore just photos. It needs to be their arse. <laughs> their ass needs to be in it or it doesn't count. Yet all we do is scream about not being treated like a human and being treated like a piece of meat when basically yeah. you, you may as well be in the butcher's window. You want people. To, to judge you yeah. on your ass and back and stuff like that. Yeah. You must. There's Absolutely. no other reason you could be you could be doing it. Now, of course, sometimes men 
are completely in the wrong. When I was in Prague recently, there was guys who were deciding after 1am instead of going home to an apartment to just go and watch some human centipede weird shit sex performance shit in Prague I don't get why you do it just because you're in Prague doesn't mean you have to go and watch people pretend to be caterpillars on a stage I mean do it in Tala it's not a Prague thing to do it's just humans being yeah. exposed in the sex industry there's nothing to it yeah and there was also like a waitress who comes up and everyone's been respectful and then she said something like ah you dort boards everyone hey! Just because she said Dorothy, all she was doing was playing along the game, and the minute she plays along, she immediately becomes yeah. an object of sex. We still don't allow women to have sex banter no, without them no, nearly being accused of wanting it. There is still huge problems, but what I'm talking about is the hypocrisy. Huge articles out now saying there's racism in the armed forces. In the armed forces. So if you're trying to manipulate people due to the greed of your country to go to Iraq for no reason and slay men, women and children, innocent or guilty, you don't want them to be racist. What do you want them to be? Martin Luther fucking King. You're sending them to other countries to take the lives of people. Of course, they're fucking racist. They're against that race to the extent where they're killing them. It's not their fault they're racist. They're turned into racist by the ideology that conducts their behavior by sending them there. Their government wants them to be racist. If you send troops to somewhere to kill, to take over and to occupy, you are telling them, be racist. Will World War III happen? And it's brown, because the first murder of an Iranian soldier will be actually considered murder. They will trial him, and he'll do 30 years, and people will go, U.S. soldier murders Iranian soldier, and will suddenly have apologies from the head of the U.S. Army going, this is a very regrettable incident. That's how little sense the world is making. Everything's gone. People putting up photos of their family at Christmas, who they don't know, they don't like. The only people worse than them is their family. They raised your insecure ass. They're making us witness their son or daughter parade their false life because the only thing they ever wanted was a hug off mommy or daddy they never got or a fight with mommy and daddy they never got. So what they'd rather do is take a picture of daddy asleep by the Brussels sprouts with the Monopoly board in front of them. Going, somebody got too competitive. Seriously, most people even listening to this, you're a fucking disgrace. Limerick has lost its culture. Limerick. Limerick, the home the of heart. Yeah. The home of everything Irish. Munster rugby of the Naughties, Quinlan, yeah. Clohessy, oh, Hayes, Horan. Where's it now? It's just a second Dublin. Instagram has made every single place, regardless of its romance or beauty, envy the major city. How it all started was us tossers, yeah? yeah. Us West Brit, materialistic bellends, were the first to Instagram and all, and we're parading our materialistic and hedonistic lives, ostentatious bullshit. And eventually these people from Limerick decided that it would be easier to try copy it. So now instead of David Wallace taking a flat line, I see Joe.ie and I see Barry Murphy and I see Love Isla contestants. Yeah. And we're wondering why Munster are getting their arse handed to them every single week. The culture's gone. Everyone's trying to be the city. People in Texas are trying to be people in LA. Yeah, It's accessible to everyone because we were always lying. Us here in the cities were always exaggerating it. We just had the architecture and stuff to claim our lives were actually happier than you guys down there. But the only thing we ever wanted was the fucking romance. The only thing we wanted was that sense of unity. When Munster came to Lansdowne Road in 06 and bet the shit out of that Glenda Gilson-sponsored Leinster team was one of the <laughs> finest moments in Irish sport. 
Now they'd nearly come up on Crystal on behalf of Limerick people. Yeah, yeah. We'll Every be, single we'll week you see someone from Limerick in a blazer walking yeah. down Grafton Street who's basically become a South Dublin person of the mid noughties. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Hermitage Green, <laughs> Jerry Flannery. Your boys are taking one hell of a beating. And it's on you. What happened to the culture? Paul O'Connell's legacy's gone because of this. Obviously, Think about what he did. Just... He's not famous now. No, he may as well never have played. If somebody goes to me and saw Paul O'Connell and there, I go, who? Yeah. And for a second you would. Paul O'Connell. Well, probably, it just yeah. didn't it didn't last, did it? No. Because, because they like sold out. They are they are becoming everything they disliked mm. because the new human sedative is self promotion mm. and advertising yourself and showing off your your engagement or your new bag or yeah. your bird's arse or your blazer as opposed to representing yourself I want every person in there oh, fucking Dublin fuckers on a fucking Instagram that's what I want I want them hating us not becoming us not becoming media entrepreneurs you're ruining the culture yeah you're right the other day I was in an iPhone shop getting it fixed yeah yeah Guy beside me, proper, proper dangerous looking, grey skinned, malnourished, beautiful working class Dublin guy around my age. I wanted him to hit me, yeah. try rub my phone, or at least be hostile. Yeah, yeah. But I walk in, he goes, What phone was that, pal? And he's talking about how he's there every week, and as opposed to wanting to really dislike me or let me know that the city isn't as important to me as it is him and being territorial yeah. the fact that I was in the inner city and just letting me know you don't know what we know he was just so eager to get his phone fixed because he doesn't need to prove that anymore because he just wants to live this lie online that everyone does yeah. we don't even have the beauty of conflict anymore or the beauty of cultural clashes because everyone's only living a fake life everyone's only appealing to a fake life so there's no need to do it it's what goes on your feed in as opposed life. to what actually happens in reality and time's going quicker because people are spending five hours a day online the yeah. years are just morphing into one we're not learning anything imagine what it was like in the 60s when you had no phone how do you think one o'clock to ten o'clock went we you couldn't it. zone out on YouTube no. you couldn't zone out on your phone you had to live learn. that moment you had to learn talk yeah. to different people yeah. life happened mm, exactly yeah but now it's all gone you don't learn anything on the internet 34 year olds still because Instagram allows them not to age Wearing Jesus jumpers. Think Jesus was younger than you, man. Jesus was like 32 when he died. If Jesus was around now, he'd run a fixie shop in Portobello and go to vague festivals in Mayo that are on December in the fucking winter and claims he enjoyed them, even though he got pissed on for two days. And his athlete's foot got worse. Jesus was like young. And you're 34 still doing the 12 pubs because you don't need to age. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to age. Fake friends, fake friendships, Instagram's allowing them to happen. It goes against science. It goes against some of the great Robin Dunbar, a famous Oxford professor, said the neocortex of your brain only allows you to truly know 148 people. The only way you can actually be happy and avoid loneliness is by sensing what friends are actually friends. It goes in categories. He breaks the, the 148 down. Five people you properly care about in life. It's the only thing possible. And this dates back to habits of like army, 
groupings yeah. in the Roman Empire and shit. It's scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. There's five people you can trust, have loyalty in, and care about day to day, who you share your life with, who nearly mean as much to you as you. There's 15 who you really care about. There's 15 people that genuinely matter to you their day to day. There's 50 whose funerals you'd even actually should have a right to be at. Okay. And then there's 150 that literally, they're just there to slag without you being weird. Everyone slags other people you need yeah. those outside characters you have gags about yeah. within your inner circle and outside 150 they don't exist so people on Instagram Facebook and shit with 3,000 friends it's anti-scientific no one believes you the more you have or the more of these Christmas dinners you're attending with guys you don't know anymore you don't know you might have been in school with them you don't know them though it's, it's completely fake. Aristotle, one of the great philosophers, talked about there's utility friends. You know what I mean? If you get your car fixed by a mechanic, he's a utility friend. You need him for that hour. If you need yeah. college notes off someone, then there's delight, pleasure friends, self-serving friendships, someone who goes to the boozer with you, somebody who supports the same football team, someone you're shagging. They're self-serving relationships, but virtue, which involves love, mutual respect, loyalty, the ones that matter, they're not existing anymore. So when you put up an Instagram of your 14 people at a table and then the next day with another 14 and you have 5,000 followers, you're quite clearly just engaging in a self-serving life that doesn't even benefit you long term. Not only is it selfish and, and making other people who don't necessarily have the opportunity to do such a thing, feel bad about themselves, yeah. thus increasing the mental health issue, but it's also leading you to a guaranteed path of isolation and loneliness, proven but Professor Robin Dunbar and Aristotle. Fuck me, I'd rather listen to them than Brian Dowling. Yeah. That's... Do you think 2020 will lead to the end of this? Will we get to a stage where this isn't even talked about anymore? Will the 20s be the new 60s? Will we stand up and go, you know what, we've had enough, I've enough belief to think we will. We thought the OOs were bad. Jesus. Kids are going to be taking GTA into real life. They shouldn't be playing these games. Grand Theft Auto leads to murder. Yeah, you know what, Maureen, it doesn't. Because you can drive your fucking car to the spray paint place and the police disappear. Try doing that with your Opal Corsa and knock lines, see if the police fuck off then ridiculous what we should be more worried about is when these kids grow up they're 34 and they're playing Pokemon fucking go they're looking for Bulbasaurs on their iPhone in Grafton Street they're going into Stevens Green Park looking for Charizard <laughs> they're the real problems meme culture yeah Be- taking away from original humour people had such an out as opposed to sitting there and being audience members which they were born to be they now just join in memes and use words like goat. Why is goat such a big thing? Tom Brady is the goat. Messi is the goat. Yeah, grand. Greatest of all time. Why is it still going on? It's not that creative. You're the goat. Roger Federer is the goat. Little picture of a goat. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Fucking so what? (laughs) What are these fads? What are they? It's a human sedative. Advertising yourself. It allows us to shut off and allows us to feel okay. Like religion used to. And there used to be little mini ones that the government loved. Mm. The government used to love Corrie and EastEnders. What better for somebody who feels like their life is full of problems and they're not getting a fair shake and they are the lower end of society. What makes you feel better than watch Peter Barlow break Shelley's heart again? Of course, Corrie and EastEnders. What, what makes you feel better than watching Keith Duffy? Sinita, will you marry me? It's fucking brilliant to watch. They are sedatives. They make yeah. sense. Every single housewife will do in her earnings switching on and watching Deirdre and Ken or watching Roy and Haley. 
They made sense. They made you feel better, but this is just getting out of hand. This is making us turn on each other. This is making us overrate things like sleep. The importance of sleep. I find if I get up at 5 a.m., yeah. I have more time in the day. Yeah, because you fucking do. You're getting up at 5 a.m. I feel like I can get more done. Yeah, you have more time. You're getting up at 5 a.m. I feel like the earlier I go to bed, the earlier I can rise. Yeah, of course you fucking can. What even are, what are these pieces of knowledge? What are these pieces of knowledge? I think the importance of a positive mindset, yeah. Obviously, when the boys were in Korea and their feet were falling off and they were avoiding landmines, they had to tell themselves, you know what, tomorrow I'm not dying, I'm not going to step on one. Dogs have one. Dogs have one. If my dog's begging for chicken for two hours, she refuses to believe she's not getting a bite eventually. It's It's just creature setting the setting of your brain this whole thing of think positive what are you talking about it's so obvious people get on to me a lot saying oh you're rude over message you don't yeah. text back because it's not me it's our two bots there's there's men and women out there who have exchanged 200 sentences via their via their bots mm. and not met why don't they just send their phones on the date why don't they just instead of having sex why don't they just rub their iPhones off each other <laughs> none of it makes sense so don't ask me to give a tribute or go over the, the greatest moments of the last decade. And the last decade was without question the worst thing ever to happen to my generation and most of us. The minute you have an opinion, you're labelled. We can't break down anything. You can't question whether Muslims actually want to take over the world no. without being called right. Islamophobic. We have people out there who are LGBT advocates who speak every single day about the inequality shown towards homosexuals whilst calling other people Islamophobic for disagreeing with what Muslims think. And Muslims, at the end of the day, they kind of have positioned themselves where they've become the only religion you can't really criticise. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, just look at the Qatar World Cup that's going on this summer. It's yeah. absolutely fucking disgraceful. It was bought via bribery. We're not really allowed to say anything. They're literally no. stopping the football season. They have a lot of mayors in major cities, and rightly so, but skeptics who do think that they have a long-term plan of taking over the world and making us all abide by their religion like it or not it's a point that should be listened to and either shut down or explained to that they're wrong and they're not seeing it clearly but to just label someone an islamophobe and to not give them space to think or anything it doesn't make any sense there's no fairness People are going into college and every single lecturer telling them Trump's a scumbag. Every single lecturer is telling them Boris Johnson shouldn't get in. Now, we agree with that or not, and they might be right. Isn't the point of education to give people both sides of the coin? Isn't the point of learning to make people have their own critical thought and to make up their own minds and to have someone else who is pro-Trump in the university? There's people sending their kids willy-nilly to be brainwashed and I'm not saying it's wrong but I'm saying they're sending their kids into institutions where their political mindset has been forced on them and if they speak out against anything they will they'll be chastised they shouldn't even be political someone who put the instructions of or refused to put the instructions of abortion that the old UCD student president she got fucked off Mm. she got fucked off it's modern day Nazism not the policies but the witch hunt against any kind of opinion and we'll never learn by, by witch hunting people and making sure they can't express and oppose an opinion we'll never arrive at a place of balance it will only ever be this conflict this false conflict this online conflict yeah. where people say the most unforgivable shit ever 
but because it was said leaning towards a certain side, it doesn't count. No, you're all right then, yeah. Cancel culture. You're cancelled. Let's see what happens, because if there is any hope in humanity and the future, there will be no cancellations. People getting pulled off for expressing their opinion. How aren't we seeing this? Yes, there's been forward strides made, but people aren't allowed to say things anymore. There's no spontaneity. Everything's organised, everything works around the same fucking shit. And I know we've dealt with topics like this before in this show, but that decade's just over, we're going into a new one. What are we going to do in that new one? How are we going to change things? We're just going to age and waste our whole chemical existence online. Being told what to think. Because your phone doesn't go into the coffin with you. No. It doesn't go in with you. You can't bring it in with you. You sit there on your own. Other people's phones aren't going to be at your funeral. Instagram message you, you going, RIP. <laughs> You're half man, half tablet. You are becoming the vehicle for the life that exists on the tablet, on the phone. That's the one living. You are the phone now. You're, you're the object. You're the mechanism that gives that life. It's supposed to be the other way around. And people just ignore anything serious, such as Ollie Solskjaer still being the Manchester United manager. Guys, you know he's still there. It's ridiculous. He's still there. We're not allowed to question it, though. Because who cares? It's 2020. It's 2019. It's no reason anymore. Do you remember Moisey? Remember Moisey yeah. had United seven in the league and was losing exactly. loads of games and was doing a better job than Solskjaer is now. Which, remember, it was just like the world was going mental. Yeah, it was like, oh, is he still here? People were flying banners. Yeah, flying banners, yeah. But now it's Alex Grant. Harry Maguire, 85 minutes. It's cool that he can't run. Yeah. It's cool that he can't man mark. Yeah. Who cares? 2020. Gives a shit. No, Ancelotti goes to Everton. Who cares? Carlo Ancelotti's at Everton. Mourinho's at Tottenham. It's literally the Chinese league. Managers going to these places for money. The Premier League is slowly becoming novelty. There's five European Cups at two clubs that haven't had a chance at winning a league title in the last fucking 30 years. Just ignore it. Who cares? Get a few get a few good memes of Duncan Ferguson jumping on Ancelotti's back. We won't actually assess the issues of what's going on. The collapse of the Serie A, the collapse of the European game in many ways, the inequality of money and what, what it's doing to our sport. Leave us. We just want sound bites. A Sheffield Wednesday kid did a deadly interview. If you're not seeing it, that's what matters. Send it all over Twitter. It doesn't even say anything. He He's just a bit him? shocked. He's a bit buzzed. What about Fergie's interview when Aberdeen won the Scottish Cup where he's absolutely fuming? And uh, Sir Alex, how do you feel? Absolutely disgraceful. And no Aberdeen team should ever perform like that. That's an interview. Giving out because they won. Not just that is the reason that Solskjaer is still there. There's also, and I, I learned this in Barcelona and I learned it again on Stevenson's Day, United fans are starting to take pride in being bad. And a lot of the young kids who are 19, 20 now, it's cooler to support the shit team in the yeah, city. Yeah. So they're trying to now claim to be the hardcore guys. So as opposed to complaining about the gaffer and the coaches, they're just pleased not to have the reputation of not supporting their local team and having Chinese people in the stadium. So they're, they'd rather sing, do, 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 Scott McTominay, eh? <laughs> than actually be, yeah, they're happy to be, be in a good are. league position. They want yeah. it. That's the danger. They're nearly encouraging us to be bags. They think it makes them more authentic. Newcastle fans and that was my fourth time seeing Newcastle come to Old Trafford butchering United fans for 90 Both minutes fans, yeah. yeah singing at them mm-hmm. I used to see Newcastle fans leave there 
they'd start singing something about Cher, they get their absolute arse handed them. Now they were just comfortably, comfortably holding their own, being more sarcastic, being funnier, offending the United fans more than they were getting offended themselves. How are we doing the 20s, my guys? How are we doing it? What's our stance? The Andy Nicholson disc, the first one, yeah, it turned out the guy um, was in Holland. Yeah, So was, we yeah, just weren't, yeah, we just yeah. weren't, uh, and I'm very sorry for this, Mr. Mount, but we we weren't arsed. <laughs> no. And you can understand all that. So it is still in play, and there is one last opportunity to put your name in the hat, and that comes from reviewing the show on iTunes or else just either sharing this app. That's awesome one. In fact, we might put your name twice in the hat if you review it on iTunes. You have a better chance, let's yeah, say. Yeah. Um, and again, if it's somber, it didn't make you feel too good. I don't really care. We don't care. No. It's going to be a big 2020, but there's no point in sitting here and dressing things up. The last decade, especially the last five years, were an absolute disgrace. And I think that people now who have the opportunity to change things, let the 60-year-olds be on Instagram and send their pictures yeah. of their fucking new Ming and grandkids yeah. or their new set of golf clubs to each other. Let them ride off and die with it. But come on, guys, there's, there's some people out there who have 80 years left on this earth and that thing ain't going in there with you. Here's to the right. 20s, here's to revolution, and here's to balance coming back in and I'll probably be accused of being right a centre now after saying these things but that's just the pathetic nature of millennial culture there's a lot of people out there who haven't read the Quran who are coming at you saying that's Islamophobic read it and just stop group think let's make the 20s a time of balance a time of learning and a time of respect for each other's opinions and I shall no need to go, just take Radio it cast. slow Podcast. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me feel just fine What's it Makes me see the light What about those tears? My eyes, the hell's a makeup, it makes me feel alright.